What is up, everybody? It's your boy, Drew's Drake up in the building, and today I'm joined by Mr. David Wise. Dave, tell the folks what we're talking about today. Guys, we got to talk about what to make of this Jarvis Brownlee situation. What does the DB room look like uh, if Jarvis Brownlee isn't around or isn't available to play this coming year? And then we got to talk about some exciting stuff going on with NIL and the Warpath. I know Warpath, I kind of like the way that's done, done with that. And like, obviously Warpath is the collective, well, not really collective, but it's the initiatives, you know, with Mackenzie Milne and Dreamfield Co. With, yep. uh, with not affiliated with Forte Athletics, but, you know, it's definitely there to help the athletes out. But, folks, thank you all so much for making Lockdown Samuels your first listen each and every single day, Monday through Friday. And without further ado, let's go on with the show. Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles. As at the top of the hour, it's your boy Drake. Today, I'm joined with Mr. David Wise on this lovely Friday, Thursday's recording. Dave, how's the week going for you, my guy? Going good, man. Um, I got some good weather up here in New York this week. It is weirdly warm. Um, I don't know if uh, global warming has hit this year so far, but man, it's feeling good out here. And if it has, love it. Man, it was cold down here for a few days. I had to walk into my new office. I'm like, oh man, I'm wearing a dress shirt and this is way <laughs> too thin for this weather. But folks, I prefer that than being in a suit and tie out in that humid heat, which I'll be doing in a few months. But we're not here to talk about the weather. I, I feel like we always do that whenever it's a music. We do. We talk about the weather. But today, we're oh, actually going to discuss, I used to tell you, yeah, we need to discuss the situation that's enveloping right now with one Jarvis Brownlee Jr., the starting DB for the past two years at FSU. And Dave, what exactly do you, do you make of what's going on right now? Well, look, I, what I'm not going to do here is speculate about what might have exactly happened in terms of the NIL deal situation. We've heard rumors. Uh, you can hear those rumors, I think, on other podcasts. I don't want to speculate as to it because I don't have any firsthand information. Um, but what we do know for sure is that Jarvis Brownlee has taken to social media to attempt to publicly ridicule or humiliate uh, the staff and the school, posting specifically something I was on Twitter or Instagram about a UF practice and saying, what did he say? We can't even have this energy. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Like, look, man, I'm not okay with any of our players doing that. Um, that's a one strike and you're out to me thing, unless you're Deion Sanders, but Jarvis Brownlee, man, you're not good enough to be taking, to be basically uh, a lockout uh, holding out for spring. And then taking to social media and calling out the school or the staff, implying that we're not as good as UF or we don't have the same energy as UF. Like if that's what you want to do, go play for UF. You are not good enough uh, to get away with doing that publicly. Right. It's one of those things where like me, you and Max kind of talk about this a lot. And also me working compliance. I will say that I, I defer a lot more to the player side of things when it comes to stuff like this. And also I kind of try to try to remember that like, one, these are their kids, right? And I'm not going to let some kids actually, you know, affect my feelings. That being said, though, also, like, he, he's a kid transitioned to a young adult, and there's certain things that you don't do um, 
that you don't do when you're recruiting. Like, we would never do that to our boss, right? And I know we're yeah. we're in our 30s right now. That's one thing too. And to me, it's something like one of the things that I try to do when I worked in compliance was that I know your kids, but your young adults are transitioning into the real world. There are going to be certain things that, you know, every action that you make, every action you do has a consequence, either good or bad, right? We're supposed to prep you for situations like this and to handle them in the right manner. And to me personally, I don't think he's handled this in the right way. I don't know whether he's getting bad advice. I don't know what's going on with him at all. Like we said before, we don't speculate on here. We don't do the rumor mill. If you want to do that, go to a different podcast. Maybe you can go on Twitter. Like you'll feed some of that stuff going on the message boards, but we don't do that here. And that it's, it, it's sad. It sucks. And it's sad, but if you can't go and when you have an issue with someone, me personally, I like to go, you know, to the person's face, whenever me, you or Max have something with the show, we don't go out, yeah. we don't go out at it on here, you know, in front of everybody else. We say, Hey, listen, we have a problem and we discuss it. Correct. So to me, yeah. it's just something that I don't know what it is. And I don't know what's going on, but to me, it's just something that uh, I typically, I don't agree with you when it comes to this sort of thing, but this is something that you, you can't let this go. You really can't. Yeah. It's to the point of no return. And like, unless they, unless Mike might be a bigger man than me, I would, I would say with Brown, like, Hey, we'll get you the help you need for whatever's going on. But unfortunately you, you, at, at the very least, you won't play for, you won't play for us here. Yeah. I, I think this is a place where you have to make an example of it. If you're Mike Norvell, I don't think you're being the bigger person by letting it go. Um, you have to do something about this. It is, it's embarrassing. It's disappointing. Um, but mostly it's attacking, you know, the guys that go out there next to him and pour their blood, sweat and tears into this game. Uh, and, see, and even, I, even with that too, like sorry to cut you off, even with that too, you see him sharing pictures of like his guys, like, you know, these are my boys here, but then still doing it with the staff. And it's kind of like, I get where you're trying. I get you're frustrated. We know with either the administration or the coach staff or whatever, but when, the, when you attack them in a certain way, they also are in the line of fire when you take these kind of actions, with social, especially with social media. And, and look, you and I in particular, I, I think at this point, are not the hugest fans of this staff. We are highly skeptical of them. I'm still open, you know, this year to giving them a chance and hoping, you know, they prove themselves and prove me wrong, uh, my skepticism wrong. But even that said, I think that this is the time when they need to this is when Mike Norvell needs to assert himself and his authority and stamp this out and say, this one player does not make or break this team. And you're not going to get away with that here. This is my team. This is 84 other, you know, guys team that are here to play for Florida state and not trash talking us, you know, and, and our team publicly. That's, that's not okay. You got to make an example of it. I don't need to see Jarvis Brownlee play here again. If he does, uh, I, I, there's going to need to be a very public apology, um, among other things. And I think a suspension, a team, uh, so I think he's already suspended it. Issued. Okay. Well, I mean, like for several games, like, you know, it, you signal to us loud and clear, you don't really care to play here. So don't. Yeah. And it's one of the things that like, I personally hope that I know we, I know Jimbo had the social media ban uh, a few years ago. I personally hope that doesn't come about primarily because with NIL going on right now, Kids need social media to kind of capitalize off of that. When people actually discuss most of these deals, it's over social media channels. When they get paid through, you know, their NIL collective or their NIL agent, it's also done through their social media interactions. So I hope that, you know, this doesn't lead to that. Me and you are, me and you are probably been at the forefront of not being in super in love with the staff, primarily with Coach Norvell. Uh, I didn't like his handling of the Marvin Wolf situation. 
But to me, it's something that hopefully doesn't linger over the program and something that can rectify, you know, very, very soon. And hopefully, you know, all parties involved can, you know, reach an amicable end. But that might be me being naive and hoping, hoping that I live in rainbow land, kind of like the, uh, the book from the campaign. But, hey, like, the, hopefully that's, you know, like, that's the thing that we strive for. Yeah, I just want to say another thing. I loved Jarvis Brownlee as a player. Lo- still do. Um, you know I've been very high on him. He gives up some, you know, he gives up some plays in coverage, but he hits harder than anyone out there. And he definitely is a max effort type player. Love him as a player. That's not the issue here. The way he handled it wasn't just immature. It was insulting. And that's a zero strikes rule here for me. Like like we said, we don't know exactly what's going on for right now, but optically speaking, that like this looks bad for both parties in general. Like I've had rant, d- different outlets ask me what's going on at Kansas on ACC. was like, hey, what's going on with the Brownlee kid? Like that's something that's an issue when like it's coming becoming a national uh, question regarding Norvell and especially going into a very prime year three. It's yeah, it's not a good look. But folks, yep. you know what is a good look, and that is this body after eating built bars for two months. That's right, folks. I have dropped fifteen pounds. I know it doesn't look it, but I feel great. I feel mobile. The Cherry Barcia Casanova is in full effect. Dave is the president over there. Is the, of the uh, Cookie Dough Brownie uh, connoisseurs over there, and then you got Max with the who is the general of the peanut butter brownie brigade. But folks, if you don't like those three flavors, there are 16 other delicious flavors to choose from, especially the white chocolate cheesecake, which your boy has a, a deep obsession with Cheesecake Factory because you know I love to go there. And folks, with six with 130 calories, let little carbs, little sugar, head over to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15%. That's a 1-5% bonus off of your order. Once again, that's a 15%, 1-5% bonus off of your cart at built.com, but you can go to lock 15 L O C K E D one five. Let's get healthy together, folks. Head to built.com today. All right, now, Dave. So let's go into this next segment, uh, assuming that Jarvis Brownlee will not be part of the program, you know, moving forward, or maybe it's maybe he might not even start the season with us. What do yeah. you see, I guess, as the state of the DB room moving forward with that? Do you see kind of a shuffling with the starters? Do you see someone stepping up, or do you simply see? Not much actually happening because our DB room is, while they're very young, they're very deep. Well, look, we did the DB preview, and I think we both felt good about the room as a whole in terms of the potential, at least. Not really the production or you know proven performance, but the potential. There probably is another you know unfortunate situation this year where we could be proven to be falling victim to name syndrome. Of course, uh, there are. There's a lot of, there's always a lot of good names in the DB room at FSU. We recruit well at that position, regardless of where the program is at. Um, we, I think in the preview felt pretty good about two of the three cornerback spots outside of Brownlee. I think we know that Omarion Cooper is going to be uh, a starting corner on the other side. And I think the nickel corner is still going to be Kevin Knowles. Um, those two performed well at those spots uh, last year, especially as the year went on. Um, I think those are solidified. The question is, what the hell happens to Brownlee's spot? And there, there are bad answers to that question. Um, like, if, if I were to say the name, just like, it, it will give you a visceral reaction for a lot of people, Jerry and Jones. Like, you just see his number running behind somebody trying to catch them 40 yards down the field after they've already caught the ball, right? Like, yeah. he was a starting corner. He has starting experience. He has decent potential in him. But to have him as your number one corner uh, to face off against the other team's prime receiver, holy shit, this defense is going to take a step back in coverage. So I don't think that can be the answer. Um, 
but this is a good opportunity for a couple of players that we've talked about um, having a lot of hope for. Uh, Travis Jay, I've talked a lot about. Demori Tate, you've talked a lot about. I think this is a chance for one of them to step up, obviously. There's a lot of reason why, especially regarding Travis Jay, people would be skeptical. But um, the two of them have unlimited potential. They had him as recruits. Uh, Travis Jay's flashed it at times here at FSU. You've brought up that Demori Tate has had injury issues, but still he's looked good out there when he has been out there. Those are two players who could easily fill that void if one of them were to step it up and fulfill their potential. Do you remember what I said about one of the two freshmen coming in uh, in yeah. the DB room about a month ago? What did I say? Yeah, you said Azaria. I said Azaria Thomas is going to be the better DB of Sam McCall and himself, right? And yeah, so far, apparently in spring practice, apparently Azaria Thomas has been one of the best DBs actually out there. And yeah. I, I mean, I said that Azaria Thomas, I wouldn't be surprised if he's starting, you know, at, by week four. Maybe he might push for week one. Maybe he might actually see him against the David Duquesnes of the world, primarily because, <laughs> like, to me, this DB room is very, very deep. And, um, I mean, if we do lose Brownlee, I mean, Jerry, like, I don't have a problem with Jerry and Jones playing defensive back. Right, playing, if yes. If he's a rotational yes. piece, right? If he comes yep. in there for a player to dispel someone out because he has good ball skills. That's, like, not the – his problem is never the ball skills. The problem is him getting burned, Right. And that's something and like we saw the pick against UNC when he got caught the over the shoulder fade route, which is a great interception on his part. He he got the broke the rock that game, and then you have Sam yeah. McCall, who I know they're we he came in as a safety from from high school. They're trying to play him at corner, which I don't kind of understand. This kind of goes to my point where also that I don't agree with certain you know I guess scheme fits when it comes to like Jarvis Brownlee should have played safety. I think Sam McCall should stay at safety, and then with Travis yeah. J what uh me personally I think he should go to offense but and then we also remember have greedy vance we're at louisville who like where to me he's not gonna start but that's yeah. someone i think you'll definitely see as another rotational piece because apparently he gets the blood pumping for the team in practice and that's something that you know you love to see actually going into game week yeah I, look we just listed like five good names and like that doesn't even mention somebody like I feel like Hunter Washington is forgotten about. Like yeah. he was a top 20 cornerback, a four-star composite coming out of high school not long ago. So that's enough. That's the point is we have guys we forget about that are four stars that are blue chip recruits in the DB room. Their our only current composite five-star is still in the DB room. Like the talent is there. Um, the potential is there. That seems like it's always the problem with the DB room is that the potential is always there. The production lags behind, but Brownlee being out is not the end of the world, I don't think, for this room. Um, in large part because if somebody can step up and be can excel in coverage, regardless of whether they're the biggest hitter in the world like Brownlee and forcing fumbles and whatnot, you could actually, in theory, improve in your coverage at the cornerback position by one of those guys stepping up, who I think are probably uh, – several of them are more athletic or more quick – more yeah, quicker, I guess you'd say than Brownlee so that they can stick with the receiver and coverage better. And I think, and I think the difference is also now too that if this happened maybe two years ago, it would be much more of a dire issue because there isn't depth behind them. Right. And yeah. that's something where we saw with, you know, a Tamori and Terry and a Marvin Wilson who like, they were the only pieces we had at those spots. There was a huge significant drop off. And now this time you're like, okay, like we don't have the elite of the elite DBs. Cause most of them, like I said earlier, are super duper young. But overall, the state of the DB room is in a lot better shape. And I know we say it's with name syndrome, but if we're being honest here, sports in general is always name syndrome. It just becomes it depends right. on like how deep you get, you know, you go into the weeds on it. 
So to me, the defensive back room, we didn't even talk about safeties. Like Jamie Robinson is still there to help us out as well. Right. Renardo Green, Sidney Williams, and Renardo Green apparently Weapon X. You know, they call him Wolverine, so I'll go one step further, call him Weapon X, the adamantium that he has. So to me, Akeem, like, Dent. Akeem Dent too. Like, see, like we're there are so many. There's a lot of names. I know we're doing the names of something right now, like probably in full effect, but overall, like the DB room in his is not only in much better shape for death purposes, but also the, the versatility among the kids that are in that room actually has me positive actually going into 2022. Yeah, that's a good point. Some of the safeties I think could come down in the corner spot if needed. And I don't think it would be necessarily like an emergency situation, like Travis Jay coming in to play quarterback. Like some of those safeties are capable of playing cornerback if needed. And um, yeah, I think, I think this room overall will be fine. I don't, it, it could end up being a weird year where like Azaria Thomas, a true freshman comes in and is nest, you know, a necessary starter. And we had two excels. last year. We had two last I, year. I, I, I know. And I, I think, I think this room will be fine. I think we've, it's, it's just one of those positions we've recruited well at. We're probably going to stick our foot, our feet, our mouth. Um, or somebody's just going to come out of the blue and, and be a starting cornerback that we didn't even mention because there's just so many of them. It's tough to say, but I feel good about it. No, Dave. I mean, you're right about that. I'm actually super excited about these kids. And also, you know what I'm excited about? Playing betonline.net mm. with March Madness. Folks, March Madness is here. Chaos has ensued. Iowa has f***ed up my bracket. But I'm still fine with the bracket because I get to go to betonline.net each and every single day to place all my bets, either on March Madness or I got a UFC pay-per-view coming up on my birthday, so you know your boy's going to put some money on that. MLB is just around the corner. Thank God the lockout's over. And NHL, playoffs about to start. Florida Panthers hopefully can finally get out the first round for the first time since 1999. Folks, head over to net today and use promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to get a 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, use promo code locked on L O C K E D O N bet online where the game starts. Drake. What's up before, before we get on to segment number three, we got to talk about, we got to talk about something here. What happened? How about that FSU softball team? Like, dude, they're so good. What a cool win coming back like that against Number four, Alabama, the number two team in the country right now. They very well could make it again to the championship game and play against Oklahoma. Such a good revenge spot. This team is awesome. I mean, the team is definitely the cream of the crop. And when we saw it last year against Oklahoma, and like the only reason we lost the Oklahoma team was primarily like that Oklahoma team is like next generational when it comes to talent. Like I think Max put it perfectly last week. They basically have Barry Bonds, a softball version of her. Like literally, like I think her OPS is like, is above 1100, which is something that David, for those of you baseball stat nerds out there, Dave and I are like, wow, that's absolutely insane. But no, Catherine Sandercock is 12 and 0 right now. Sydney Cheryl, even though she didn't get the out of home plate, made a spectacular acrobatic catch. And that's something that, quite frankly, I think the fellas, I mean, the fellas are playing well too, but I think they should look at the girls, right? It's like, hey, like that's how you actually play winning, consistent baseball slash softball each and every single day. So, Dave. You did, you know, kind of get a little tease before that. I kind of want to talk a little bit more about the actually FSU's war path, which is basically yeah. the the initiative headed by Mackenzie Milne and Dreamfield Co., basically the the NIL collective, if you will. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on that, actually what you know about so far. Yeah, so my understanding is that its intent and design is to create more accessibility NIL-wise between the athletes and the fans, like to to make 
to make them more accessible to the fans in terms of like, is it chats? It's I, I, I believe merchandise, like it's going to make it easier for fans to figure out how they can interact with these student athletes. And for those so inclined, it's not just limited to football. Apparently, apparently it's supposed to be across uh, other sports at FSU too, um, which I think is good because it would kind of suck if the only benefit of NIL was that like football players were the only people that benefit from it. Um, but this is a time when at FSU, it's funny we just talked about this because if you're sick of losing at FSU, you just wish you could feel what winning feels like again. There's other sports where you can do that. Like you said, Sander Cock is so good for our softball team. Like it would be cool to talk to, talk to her about how good she is at softball. Right? And the women's soccer team too. Like you can actually like, because if you look actually overall the payouts for NIL, primarily the the the, the higher breadwinners is actually women's sports when it comes to like, yeah. think the Cavender twins actually over in California. I think they transferred from Fresno State. Like they're the number one NIL leader right now, actually for student athletes as a whole. And like, yeah, like I mean, what at Warpath is doing is basically connecting the fan with the player, which is something that yeah. Of course, like back in the day, like you know, you can go to autograph sessions, right? But this way, actually, you can guarantee that the athlete actually gets compensated for, you know, doing an appearance or even, you know, having a conversation. I think also that they're doing like a top golf at Doke, too. Like, I yeah. think with Warpath, it's not so, it's not like a, uh, it's not similar to Rising Spear. I think Rising Spear is a little more with the, the bigger brand names. I think Warpath is more genetic, is geared towards fan, fan oriented, fan oriented, fan interactions, which is something that, like, if that's all that you know they're actually going out for, I mean, that's going to be like a fun time for both parties involved if that's what you want to do. Yeah, you see on Twitter a lot of people um, wondering, how the hell do I like actually get interaction? Like, um, like fans saying, how do I get a signed jersey? Or, you know, I'd love to talk to this player. Like, I think that's going to be possible now, which I think is going to be good for the average fan because that'll keep them more engaged. And I think the more engaged fans are, even at a time when in football, we've been a sucking. The better that's going to be for the program, I think that's more likely to convert, get people continuing to be boosters, convert people to boosters. That's always a good thing. Uh, the, the program needs the money. The athletes being um, the athletes being treated well by the fans in terms of NIL is going to keep us competitive in the national scene, especially when uh, the state of Florida uh, recently declined to pass any new legislation this year that's going to allow it to remain competitive with out-of-state schools. Um, so yes, this is very, very important to the viability of, uh, I think recruiting and just Florida state sports success in general. I think so too. Cause I mean, if we're going to be completely honest here, NIL has been around, you know, college football, you know, for the end of time for sports at all under the, the table. The only, yeah, the only difference is, is that now it's out in the open. That's kind of why people I think are more upset about it. Not only that it's also more out in the open, but also you have large businesses, businesses actually coming, coming in kind of like, I think. That uh, I think it was Kayvon Thibodeau had to deal with Delta. And then you also had DJ Uwangalele had it with Boeing too. So to me, like, I think, I think it's great overall. The Warpath is something that actually I'm very, very excited for to see how it goes moving forward, especially with, you know, you know, all of our teams. Cause like you said, Dave, you and I like it when all, like it when all of our teams are good, but also that we yeah. like to enjoy every single, not enjoy, we like to support every single sport because even teams like Alabama, which I get they have more money than us, they support every single one of the teams and look how they turn out. Yeah, right. And it, just stepping back for a second, and we are fans first here. Um, it's cool as a fan. Like, if I want to get a signed jersey from somebody, I can just arrange that, basically. If I want to have a chat with somebody after, you know, they have a cool play or a big game or something, 
I can go arrange that. That that's a cool thing to just be able to do. And prior to now, that's been difficult, if not impossible, for most fans to figure out or be able to do, if at all. No, agreed. And now you can do it without you know worrying about. Oh my god, am I gonna get this kid you know in trouble, or am I gonna get this right. kid? Or oh no, if I you know like pay this kid you know like I guess what do a cameo? Am I gonna be worried that he can't start yeah. for us you know next week or something like that? No, it's really cool that finally like. Like what EA power to the players. That's kind of how like yeah. this kind of feels overall. Dave, before we head out, do you uh, have any last words for the folks at home? Yeah, uh, keep keep watching our softball team, man. Uh, potential national champions again. Uh, if you want, if you want to look at our next national champion at Florida State, you're worried it might not be uh, football and basketball didn't make the tournament. Baseball might have the best pitching staff in the country. Uh, oh, they but do. This, they do. This this softball team might be the best overall team in the country. This softball team is gross. Our baseball pitching staff is hands down the best staff in the country. Alex Toral, thank you so much for transferring from Miami because yep. you just hit bombs after bombs after bombs. And folks, thank you guys so much for the love and support and joining us today. Please, as always, if you can, don't forget five star reviews in our podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or where your podcast from. Ray Dave, please like the video at the bottom, hit the subscribe banner at the tippy top to make sure you know you get all our videos and also. Ding the little bell so you know exactly when new content drops. For Dave, this is Drake. We'll see you all next time on Locked on Seminoles. Don't know. Were you waiting for me to take care? (laughs) Yes, I was. (laughs) Confused me.